All right, I need to move on to um, a God story. God story testimony time. Um, at my house, we do highs and lows, and so I, I want to kind of give a, a high and low of what God is doing in, in, in our lives and my family's life personally. Um, last, two weeks ago, on Tuesday, two weeks ago, um, my wife uh, received her citizenship, her, her American citizenship. She, uh, she's from, she's from uh, Ghana, Africa. Ghana is the country. Africa is the continent. The, 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 well, some of us. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. Um, and she grew up in a, in, a, in a town called Accra. 18 years, born and raised. And uh, for college, she moved to Texas on a tennis scholarship. She was the number one tennis player in the country. And um, she moved here on a, on a tennis scholarship and um, received uh, two, uh, she received an undergrad, two master's degrees. I mean, the, the woman is out of my league. And for some reason, God smiled on me and blessed me with this beautiful, wonderful woman of God. And so two, last week, Tuesday, we was down at the, at, the, uh, at, the, uh, uh, at the place where you do your citizenship stuff at. And, um, and she comes out, and she, she, uh, she, she, she hands me the piece of paper that says, you know, congratulations, you passed the citizenship test. You will be uh, receiving some formal information in the next two to three weeks on a formal ceremony that you, you get your, uh, your paperwork to solidify you as a U.S. citizen. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy for, you know, I'm, yeah, man, this is great. We hug, celebrate, kiss a little bit, and we get to the car. She's still kind of reserved. We get to the car, and she just breaks down crying. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I don't want to go to jail, but who, who messed with my wife in here that I got to go figure out what happened? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm trying to keep them cool, but like, you know, what's wrong? And, and she says, Shannon, the, the guy who's giving the interview had this file that he pulled out, 22 years of her life on, in, in, this, in this country, all in this file. And every, every, he would ask a question and then he, wait for her response. She would have a given account and he would flip through. 22 years of her life. And she said, there were some things that I did in my, my undergrad and, and, and graduate days that honestly, it, it should have jeopardized my chance of becoming a citizen. And she was just overwhelmed because she knew that, honestly, she had put our family in, 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 in some kind of turmoil if, if, if those things would have prevented her from becoming a citizen. But I looked at her and I said, babe, isn't that amazing just how similar the, the gospel works? That, that we have all of our past mistakes, all of our failures in this book for someone to judge. And, and he looks at that book and, and, and he says, none of this disqualifies you from being a, a citizen. Just a beautiful picture of the gospel. And, and we, so we celebrated again some more hugging and crying and just celebrating God and, and just really extremely grateful for what God has had done for our family. That's, so that's the high. The low is, uh, so uh, Monday, she had to go out of town. Uh, she left to go to uh, New Orleans. And uh, 
And, and you know, I'm sad. She's gone. I, I got I to gotta watch these kids by myself. When, when, when I put her in the car, a little Uber to, to take her to that, it was about 5 o'clock in the morning. Y'all, y- y- who's seen Black Panther? Raise your hand if you've seen Black Panther. So I get in the house, and, and, and what I hear is Shamar coming down the stairs. He got his little spear and shield, and my daughter is on the top of the couch. She's, she's doing this. I'm like, man, is this challenge day? No, my kids are great. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they give me a run for my money. And, and this, this evening at, at dinner, uh, my son, Shamar, he said, uh, you know, Dad, I can't wait. I can't wait for Mama to get back because she's going to save us. <laughs> I said, you know what, buddy? Me too. She's going to save me too. But, yeah, just extremely grateful for what God is doing in, in our family's life. Um, but tonight, um, as we, we're wrapping up 710 for the, for the summer, um, if you would, just turn your Bibles to Ephesians. And like I said, we're going we're gonna to talk through um, the, the point of serving. And it starts with uh, this incredible act of God moving on our behalf. And then that act causes us to respond. And so Ephesians chapter 2, um, I'm kind of give a little brief background on what's happening here. Um, for some of us, we, you know, we're going through Ephesians and in, in big church, big R community, uh, church, Gilbert there. And uh, so some of this might be a refresher to some of you guys, but, but for some it may be, you know, the first time hearing, hearing this stuff. So uh, this, this letter was written by the Apostle Paul. At the time, he was at a, in a, a Roman prison, and it was written around like 60 uh, AD to 64 AD um, to a ch- the church in Ephesus to encourage the believers there to walk faithfully as a follower of Christ and, and, and then to serve others in unity and love. And so uh, we're going to look at uh, Ephesians 2.10. As our, the foundation of the message, I got some re, uh, cross-references uh, throughout this particular passage from uh, 4 to 7. And then, um, and then we're going to unpack all of this uh, tonight. So, um, but let's, 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 let's read uh, Ephesians 8 through 10. And then we're going to pray and ask God's leading in, in tonight's message. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let's pray. Father, in your name, Jesus, tonight we ask that you would would send your Holy Spirit to um, just rearrange our thoughts when it comes to the mission of God and joining in on that mission. Father, would you open our spiritual eyes to what the Apostle Paul is writing to uh, this church in Ephesus on this particular subject? And would you step me out of the way? Would you speak words that only you can speak to the hearts of your people that would promote the glory of our King Jesus Christ? 
It's in your name we pray. Amen. So right, right out of the gate, Paul uh, is breaking down this magnificent work of salvation and how it is a, it's a gift from God to us, the undeserving, that none of us can boast about this. So but before I go any further, have any of you guys ever had someone take the credit for all the work you did? That was, that was a, a picture of me, especially in my earlier um, days as a Christian, as a believer. I was taking the credit for, the, for what God had done. And, and now, cut me some grace. It, it's because of some of the circles that I was, the, the church circles growing up where I grew up, um, the, the, the pastor would say at the end of his message, if you want salvation, if you want you know, Jesus to come into your heart, you know, raise your hand or, or walk the aisle and, and, and people would do it. And, and it left you feeling like you, you actually had a part in it. And it wasn't until my junior year in NAU that one of my boys kind of challenged me on, on, this, on this subject. And he pointed me to verses like John 6, 44. Uh, we're going to pull it up on the screen. It says this, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. We do not have the ability to even want God unless the Father is drawing us. He also pointed me to Romans 5, 8, which says, But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Stuck in sin, Christ died for us. These verses, along with the, this Ephesians passage, it, it, it really did, it opened my eyes to the fact that God did the work. If, if you're taking notes, write, write this down. Salvation is a gift that costs everything to the giver and nothing to the receiver. Salvation is a gift that comes from the giver and it costs him everything. But for us, the receiver, it costs us nothing. And that's what Paul is getting at here. And, and especially when it comes to this notion of, of not making it um, our own in verse 9 where it says, um, not a result of works that no one may boast. There's no amount of power, money, education. There is no box that we can check off. There's nothing that could ever equate to us earning salvation. To, uh, Ephesians uh, t- uh, 2, 4, and 5, it paints it a little clearer. It says this, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. So, so the, the, the formula is God, a dead heart, salvation. That's it. C.S. Lewis, he, he, he uh, great author, he had this quote about, what God and his magnificent work of salvation is about. He says this, God didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. That's the point of salvation. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. But God's grace, God's mercy. The crushing weight of trying to earn salvation is removed from our shoulders and given over to its rightful owner. And that's good news for us tonight. 
Tim Keller says this, another famous and well-known uh, author and pastor. He says that the gospel is good news, not just good advice. The gospel is not something that we do, but something that has been done for us, and it is something that we must respond to. And, and as we see in verse 10, Paul in his letter begins to, it begins to take a shift from uh, um, the works of, of God's plan for us in salvation to God's plan of action for us to move in through his spirit. It says this, that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That, that, that Greek word for workmanship is poema. And, and, and it's where we get our English word poem from. And I, I know, man, there, there's a few of you in here who have uh, incredible gifts of, of poetry and songwriting and, and all of those things, man. Those, those, that, that can be a grueling process to, 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 to try to articulate an artistic expression of what you're feeling. Last week, the band introduced a song called New Wine, and I want to I read the chorus to you. I, I, this chorus is so magnificent. It says this, make me your vessel, make me your offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing but all that you've given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Now, I think Brooke wrote this song from, uh, over there from Hillsong. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but whoever wrote this song, I mean, essentially, this, this is what this song is asking, for, for Jesus to repurpose our lives to whatever he, he desires. Whatever, whatever Jesus wants, we're giving him permission to repurpose our lives through the leading and through the, and through the incomparable the Holy Spirit guidance over our lives. And God, in all of his intentionality, just like the poet, just like the songwriter, he carefully crafted you and I. We, we, we're, we're, we're crafted into his image to be his poema, his, his workmanship, poetry in motion. We're to be a, a, a reflection of his artwork, a taste of heaven, if you will, for all those who, who are not believing. We're to be, we're to be um, what we call a foretaste of heaven. You go to, you go to Frost, is one of my favorite places, uh, Gelato. Any of Gelato fans? Just me? Um, they, they give you a little pink spoon. And normally I have to go out of there with a bag full because I didn't have all the flavors. Um, but it's, a, it's just a little taste of what, you, what you're getting ready to, to indulge in. That's what we're to be, the little pink spoon to all the nations. And for you, the, 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 for the ones that are believing, this shouldn't be nothing new. For, for the unbeliever, for, for the one who doesn't really have that connection yet with Christ that doesn't have a relationship. The hound of heaven, Jesus Christ, is pursuing you. He's after you, and he wants to make something new out of you. 
this is what's, honestly, this is the point of the Old Testament from Genesis 3 to Malachi. The people of God, the Israelites, they were to be a reflection of God's heart all throughout the Old Testament. And then through the finished work of the cross, we get to join in on that mission of being God's reflection. This is something that I, 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 really, I really look forward to. I really look forward to there's a community of believers that one day will reflect the heart of Christ that will have others looking in like, what is happening over there? What are they doing? How is it that all of these people who don't really belong together, don't really, they don't look like they should have anything in common, but they have such a sweet spirit about them. And that kindness to one another, towards each other, is being like, 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 Honey to a, or to a fly, I guess, or honey to a bear, because I know bears like honey. <laughs> it's attractive. People want to know, what, what is that? I want to be a part of that. And that's, that's honestly what verse 7 is, is kind of uh, clearing up as well. It says this, so that in the coming ages, he might show his immeasurable riches of grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. God will use his work in us to display his glory for all of mankind. Justin was talking about um, some of the service opportunities that we have. And, and one of those areas, VBS, is, is an area that I served in last year. And I'm going to be honest, um, I wasn't ready. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not ready. Um, there, there, were, there were pages pages of stuff we had to memorize um, for these, these skits. I'm not an actor. That's, that's not my calling. That's not what I do. And, and, and these little snotty-nosed kids in there, they're just making fun. I, I had the uh, Connor McKenzie special, the Hawaiian shirt, cargo shorts, and busted-up shoes. Connor, I love you. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm making a fool of myself, stuff I would never wear. Uh, and, and, and I don't remember none of my lines, so I got them in this little hat that I'm trying to read off and just be Shakespearean-ish. And, and, and I'm thinking to myself, at least these kids get to come for an hour and a half and, you know, get some terrible acting in front of them and, and have snacks. That, that's great. Um, but, but it wasn't until two weeks after Justin received an email from a, young, from a young girl that was at the VBS who wanted to be baptized. And so Justin forwarded me to this, and, he, and he, he had this little tagline, this is why we do this. And the little girl, in her reasons of why she wanted to be baptized was, there was this character named Robert. Now, I'll fast, uh, back up a little bit. So I played this character named Robert, and he had, an alter, <laughs> he had an alter ego named Bob. So it was basically old Adam and new Adam. And she, what she said was, I identify with old Adam, and I, I don't want to identify with old Adam. I want to identify with new Adam. Blue, blew my mind that, that we can get up here and, and not take ourselves so serious so that God's work can be displayed through this little girl whose life has been forever changed. We are his workmanship. And that's the point of being God's displayed people. 
So whether you're in a classroom serving in Redemption Kids over the summer, you're in Port Allsworth, Alaska at Tenalian Bible Camp serving one of the areas, honestly, that, that region, Alaska. So take Alaska and you take, you take a trek or a ruler or whatever all the way across uh, Canada. That is the highest concentration of teenage suicide in all of the world. My heart breaks, absolutely breaks for those areas. And there's an opportunity for us to showcase God's love and grace to some, some kids that honestly, that one week is the safest week that they'll ever have. We get to be his workmanship, his poema. Whether you're serving in these opportunities that we have over the summer or whether you're right here in the East Valley, in your regular rhythms, View those as opportunities. Please, ma'am, please, sir, view those as opportunities for you to take advantage of you to be God's workmanship. God has chosen you and I to walk in the good works that he has already prepared. Let's be good stewards with that.